Hello, everyone, and welcome to the what is the sixth episode of Dudes yeah. Who Like Movies. Uh, I am Dude Dan, and this is Alec. Yeah, and uh, forgive me, I am very tired right now. So, uh, me too. Yeah, we we uh, we're planning on recording on Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, and. Long story short, our, our schedule's worked out, so now we can both uh, do this. So we're going to try to make it as entertaining and, I don't know. Fascinating. Fascinating as possible. So before we uh, begin, uh, seen any movies lately, Alec? Uh, see any new? Well, not necessarily new, but like I did, I was watching, uh, like I watched Between Two Ferns, told you about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, the... Uh, the interviews were what made the movie. The story didn't really make any sense, but and that's you know. exactly what I said when. But, yeah. yeah, but it was it was a good movie. I saw I watched that. Uh, there's a documentary. I forget I watched it on Netflix. I forget the name, but it was about these two brothers, and one was in a car accident, and he lost all his memory. And the one oh, brother kept giving him pictures. Yeah. And he was like telling about his life. Turns out it was an entire lie. Yeah, tell me. It, tell uh, tell me who I am. Or yeah, something? tell me who I am. Yeah, that Wait, was, turned out to be a lie. Turn, yeah, his whole life was a lie. That all the pictures he gave him, he those were all fake. Oh, fun! Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but like, it's very, it's very hard to watch, but it's a really good movie. Interesting, but you said it's a documentary. It's a documentary, huh? It's it's very hard to watch. I have to check that out. I mean, there are some good documentaries out there. I think people don't give docs a, a lot of uh, which I mean I can understand because I mean they, some of them are really boring, and a yeah. lot of them, bro, like it's very niche who they're talking about. Like, you not a lot of people care about like I don't know. Uh, I think there's one on Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people care about Richard Nixon. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. It's very niche. Well, I took one of my... In my last semester of college, I took a class called Documentary and Film and Television, and uh, basically we took a bunch of documentaries and put them and promoted them into a film festival and did, like, what's the word? Uh, Panels, like, you know, to raise awareness. Because it was all about, you know, raising awareness for certain issues. Uh, One... The one that me and my friends did was all... It was called Silas. It was about a guy in, I want to say, Nigeria or... One one African country, I can't remember the name of it, but he was trying to fight against government oppression because they were he's a, he was an environmentalist and the government was allowing all these logging and, mm. and uh, tear down of forests to happen. Liberia, that was what it was. Okay. To, yeah, and it was really interesting. We actually we had an interview with the director. We we FaceTimed the director and talked to her, and it, it was very compelling stuff. There was also a documentary about. Uh, down in Richmond, mm. convicts and and using music to, to try to hopefully instigate positive change in their lives, mm. uh, and yeah, there was yeah, it's interesting. I think documentaries are, are they really are. I mean, even you know a lot of a lot of celebrities now are doing like Angelina Jolie did one uh, like a year or two ago. Really? Uh, what was it first about? First, they killed my father. It was about I forget that's the name. It's on Netflix, but it's about the uh, Cambodian genocide by Pol Pot. Oh, okay. Really good movie. Interesting. I know. Dave Grohl did a documentary about Sound City a couple of years back about and, the and I know Mike Myers did one on Shep Gordon. Yeah? yeah, yeah, that was a really good documentary too. I need to see that. Yeah, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but like that's where I watched it and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, man, if if you're listening to this, we love documentaries. There are some really good ones out there. You should check them out. Uh, I saw El Camino: Breaking Bad story yesterday because I had the day off and. I just decided, you know, it's been out for almost a month now, so I should probably watch it. I have to. I've, I've been working. I think I might try and talk Emma into watching that on Wednesday for movie night. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to talk Emily into it. 
I mean, I think I might have a little bit. I showed her a couple clips, but because I know she likes Breaking Bad. And so overall, El Camino, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to give away too much here, but I feel like you have to have seen Breaking Bad to understand it. Because if you don't, then you're just going to be like, what's going on? I mean, I binged the whole entire thing. Oh, yeah, me too. I binged it in a month back in high school. I, I I binged it in three weeks. Yeah, I've been. I, yeah. I watched every an episode every night. It was so good. Oh my god, I love that show. But you do need to have seen Breaking Bad to understand what's going on. Mm. I don't think because the last time I've actually sat down and watched Breaking Bad was five years ago. Me, actually, yeah, me too. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen is when I binged it. We, you don't need to have seen it very recently because they kind of fill you in on some things. If you does it continue you off from like the last the last episode where you saw yes. Jesse driving away? Yes. Okay. So it immediately picks up after that. Thank God. It's it's really good. Aaron Paul gives a really good performance because you they show a little bit of flashbacks of him when he was younger and you yeah. kind of see him being the immature you know drug the way dealer. He talked about when he yeah. was okay. He always says bitch and all that. But just tell me Walter then you, White's there. I'm not going to say nothing. Just tell so me then, Walter's there. Just say yes or no. Just I'm like, not saying anything. <laughs> but <laughs> the, um, I will say that some people from Breaking Bad do come back, and it's it's interesting how they do it. But you see him play the immature, young uh, Jesse Pinkman, and then... Slowly he gets... Through. Well, he, I mean, you know what... I'm not. This is a spoiler for the end of Breaking Bad, but he was, you know, he was in a cage for like six months, you know, being forced to cook meth. And so you see the cha- he's a different person by this. He's all like very broken down and yeah. he's very more nuanced and mature and, and he's not joking around a whole lot. So that was interesting. He gave a really good performance. There's some really good suspense in the thing too. And it's not even suspense in the way that you think. There's a, there's a shot, I think you see it in the trailer, he's trying to break into, a, into some place and there's a person just walking down the road. And so he's just trying really hard to get into the place before the guy comes up and, you know, comes to the door and sees him because he's a convict at this point. Uh, and also, it's very well shot. There are some really cool different, like the cinematography was really well. Uh, I'm trying not to say um so much. The no, the performances were really good. The direction was really, because uh, Breaking Bad, the, the creator, Vince, Vill- Vince Gilligan, he directed and wrote the movie. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, thank God. So he... he it's in good hands. Yeah. Overall, I would give it a good solid eight, maybe even a nine out of ten. You okay, know? I'm gonna try and talk to Emma to watch it on Wednesday then. It was very good, and it was also a little funny at some points because I mean it's not a, it's not a spoiler because if you've seen the trailer, he he hooks up with Skinny Pete and Badger again. I saw that. And some of the stuff in there that they say is just really funny. Like I'm like, this is a drama and serious stuff are happening, but you know. Overall, 8, 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I, have to I, I would highly recommend if you like Breaking Bad, it's definitely, it doesn't it doesn't ruin anything. Like, it's not going to tarnish the reputation of Breaking Bad. And But I definitely do not think that you it is a standalone movie. You need to have seen Breaking Bad to, in order to understand what's going on here. But they do fill you in if, you've, if you have, like, not watched Breaking Bad in a while. It'll refresh your memory. But if you walk in blind, it's not going to make any sense. So, so with that out of the way, a couple weeks ago we were talking about what kind of episodes we wanted to do for you know the coming weeks. Next week we're going to do a big Halloween special. We're going to have some guests on, and we're going to it's going to be full house. Oh yeah, it's going to be it's going to we're going to have like four guests. Mm, so that's going to be it's going to be lit, y'all. Oh yeah. So, but Which a couple me. weeks ago or last week, Alec was I asked him what you know some episodes he might want to do or like what he would want to discuss 
and he oh yeah we currently what are you talking about 190 buddy oh yeah we're at not 190 people following us on facebook thank you so much yes thank you yeah so y'all are gonna get a pretty lit episode oh yeah yeah i'm doing hand sides but you can't see it but just imagine <laughs> just picture that yang gang so anyway i asked alec what we should talk about and uh he came up with a really interesting idea that i thought would be worth talking about for a conversation so i guess from here alec what did you want to talk about well uh like i believe i mentioned this in our first episode we i took a film class and we talked about the 70s being one of the biggest events in cinema history because that's kind of the benchmark of what led to modern cinema and not so much an event but like a turning point like turning point yeah. yeah that's what yeah that's the word but um uh anyhow so i figured we could talk about that because i mean a lot of some of the best cult movies came out in the 70s and i mean in the 70s too just produced a lot of great ones like it produced taxi driver the two godfathers apocalypse now jaws the french connection the exorcist star one wars floor of the cuckoo's nest star wars a lot of these great movies. chinatown came oh yeah that's right chinatown yeah. jackie nicholson but uh, yeah, a lot of these great movies came out in the seventies. Kramer so. versus Kramer. Was that in the seventies? I think seventy nine. Yeah. Was it? I thought it was nineteen eighty. No, I think it was seventy. I mean, that's when they won the Oscars. Was in nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. That's that's Kramer what I was thinking. Because I was I was thinking trying to think of that too. Yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, so the seventies was like the one of the well, probably the greatest era of cinema, um, and I figured we'd do the you know a little discussion about it. Yeah. You know. So, if you listen to our last episode, we had a little discussion about Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola, and about whether or not the MCU was cinema, and I had mentioned in there that they came from a period of time where, before the 1970s, the studios were really the ones who produced the films and really had a big say in what the film was going to be like and what, mm. the, you know, what the film was about and how it was going to be perceived by the audience but then you know in the in the during the right as our parents you know the baby boomers as they were born you know and they were growing up and able to you know go see movies and stuff uh the studios were actually losing a lot of money because mm-hmm. they didn't I mean they were like well why would i go see this gangster movie i've already, I already saw like two or three of them they were mass producing a lot there was a lot of westerns there was westerns a lot of, gangster I mean, movies well didn't butch cassidy and the sundance kid come out the same year as like uh good bad and the ugly I think 68? think so. The point being, you know, the 60s, there was a lot of... Well, even, like, if you've seen uh, Tarantino's... Um, what's the one? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Mm. You see there's a bunch of, like, cop shows and a bunch of westerns and all also, that. Also, uh, Good, Bad, the Ugly came out in 66. Butch Cassidy was 69. Okay, so... Well, my point being, yeah, you're, still, you're right. There's still, a lot it's just of, mass-produced over the, over the decade. Yeah, and I guess people... People liked it back in the day because, you know, Westerns. My dad still loves to watch old cop shows like, oh, God, I can't even remember the names of them, but he loves to watch old cop shows and old Westerns. Yeah, and Like my grandmother and I, we used to watch like the Rocker Files, Kojak, mm-hmm. Rifleman, uh, FBI. Trying to, I'm seriously drawing a blank at the shows my dad used to watch, but they were like cop shows and ER shows. and. Mm. But so okay, I'm assuming MASH was one of them. Maybe, honestly. Yeah. But. Good show. Yeah. Well, actually, that came out in the 70s. Did it really? Yeah. No. My mash came out in the late 60s. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Bonanza and Gunsmoke, you know, yeah. those are pretty two interchangeable shows. And But the point being is the 70s is when the filmmakers started taking control. And they're, they're saying, hey, this is my vision. This is what I want to do. Yeah, and they basically, they said, well, you're already losing money. What more, what have you got to lose? I mean, were they really losing money? 
The Oak Studios were losing massive amounts of money. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. By the time like the the late or mid to late sixties, it was the fifties. One of but late, I think it was like one of them. But regardless, they were losing a ton of money, mm-hmm. and so eventually, um, a bunch of artists started coming together and they started taking on the studios, saying like, "Hey, um, this is going to be uh, our thing," and you know, I mean, at that time too, they were dominated by you know. You know, historical movies are, well, kind of like epics, you know, like Ben Hur and Lawrence of Arabia, Ten Commandments. So, so you had like Spartacus. the religious, yep. So you had the religious movies, mm-hmm. and then on that you had like musicals, like oh god, he, like he had Yankee Doodle Dandy. We we should do a thing about musicals because I, I'm gonna bleep it anyway. I f- hate hate West Side Story and Oklahoma. I, I don't like West Side Story, but guess what? If we do do this, I am watching. We are watching Yankee Doodle Dandy. That's fine. I have the VHS. That's fine. Yeah, it is. It is so it's so dated, <laughs> but it's so good. So moving forward, the seventies, you had films like, you know, like for example, Star Wars. That was completely. I mean, and now it's a big studio it, it, thing. But yeah, George mean, Lucas was a director that had ideas and wanted to tell stories about his life. You yeah. know, because you look at American Graffiti. I don't know if no, people know this or not. Like at least in our generation, that was the first but. Movie. No, it was the second, because he did THX 1138. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a student film of his in the 60s that he made into a movie in, I think, 71. But... Graffiti came out in, what, 73? Yeah, I think American Graffiti came out in 73. 73. But for those of you who don't know, George Lucas made films before Star Wars, and I know it's weird to think about because he is known for Star Wars. I mean, that's another thing we should talk about, man. He he could have made a lot of movies aside from Star Wars, but he he could have like he he wanted to take this this movie he had on a, sh- a literal shoestring budget, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm gonna make this work," and he well, created one of the biggest cult movies ever, American Graffiti or THX. No, 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 Star Wars. Oh well, it didn't have a shoestring budget. I don't think. Oh, it did really. I mean, there's special effects in it. I mean, there were, but like there were wasn't like what he wanted because I mean there were some things where like you see like videos. Uh, of him like struggling really hard trying to get things to work yeah. because he doesn't have a lot of money you know and that that I think we should well, do another episode I, I mean, think I mean people didn't even believe in, they didn't believe Star Wars was going to take off they thought that was the stupidest thing they'd ever heard no yeah that's the thing like that was a story he wanted to tell yeah. but what I, let's circle around what I was going to say was American Graffiti was a really personal film for him because it was all about teenagers growing up growing in up Encino, there. California I think it was Encino and just going out hanging out and watching movies yeah, drag racing, smoking, you know, it's just a very, you know, very personal film for him. Yeah. And then you get films like, yeah, you know, what's what's a personal film for Scorsese in the 70s? I wouldn't say Taxi Driver because that was based off of something, right? That, I don't think it was based, was it based off of, I don't think it was. I think that was more of just a, that was a character study for him. Yeah. And we should point out, we, we're saying a lot of things that we don't know for a fact, but we're trying to like, we're trying to find... Yeah. things that support our what Argument. we're saying you know yeah. so like we don't want to ever be misinforming anyone you know we as far as we know this this is true feel yeah. free to let us know if it's not and we could you know talk but yeah, but the personal movie sure well now Raging Bull is based off a real guy I'm trying to think of a personal movie Scorsese hmm out of all his movies I don't know one. I can't. I couldn't point a finger. And be like that was his his. Well, Silence. Yeah, but that Silence. came out later. Yeah. Know, yeah, but that movie. Last for, Temptation of Christ. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I, I could see that because I mean he did say when Silence came out in 2016 he was trying for like 20 years to get it made because he just didn't feel like he was ready or everything was worthy enough he had to wait and wait and wait yeah so that could be but Last Temptation I could see that yeah and so the studios you know they didn't the big studio I mean, can you think of really big studio movies that came out in the 70s like big studio movies uh well no Tor Tor that was the 57 that flopped oh um well, no. I mean, Star Wars became a big studio Hello. movie after it came out. What about... I mean, think of another one. Horror became really big in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. My, what, Halloween? Yeah. Oh, that was... Yeah, that was 78. And then you got Exorcist came out in 73. And then you... Uh, didn't you have... No, the, no, the thing was the 80s. Um, oh, God. That was Carpenter, though. Yeah, I mean, it was Carpenter. Yeah, but he did Halloween in the 70s. Was that his first film? I don't know. I... I think it was. Yeah, How long I think it was John Carpenter's first movie. Yeah, we don't have to spend too much time yeah. with that wondering it, but yeah. but anyway, um, so you know by the late sixties, you know a lot of people are losing money because they I mean they they had a lot of expensive flops like Tora Tora Tora, mm-hmm. great movie, but it flopped. Uh, there was another. It was a musical I think called Hello Dolly. Yeah, that flopped because they were trying to get the same kind of success as um, what was that one movie? Uh, Singing in the Rain. No, no, no. Hill, uh, Sound of Music. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that movie was a giant hit. <laughs> Can I tell a little story in regards to that movie? Yeah, you know. So, Sound of Music takes place in, I think, Austria or Germany back in, yeah. like, when World War II happened. It's like Austria. And I had never seen the movie before I went on this trip to Austria in 2017. It was a study abroad thing. With with my college, I was studying psychology, and so we went to Salzburg in Austria, which is where they filmed it. And so, after we had left the left Salzburg, they put the movie on in the tour bus we were on, and we were watching it like, oh wait, we were literally just there. And like, there's there's a big church that she runs past because she's a nun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was pretty. You saw that in the hills of of Salzburg and. What also was funny is when we were actually in Salzburg, there was a group of about God, maybe six boys and twelve to eighteen girls. So like we had twenty about twenty something people. Yeah. The majority of the class, the girls, went on the Sound of Music tour in Salzburg, where you could see all the the sites where the film was made. All the guys and like a couple girls, we went to the brewery that was hmm. in town. I can't remember what it was, but or, but I know it translated to Stairs Brewery or something. Mm. So, yeah. We went to the brewery and got drunk instead of going on the Sound of Music tour. I mean... They had good beer, man. I don't, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're like Germanic. Of course they did. Yeah, man. that's that's. I'm not yeah. trying to get into a whole thing here, because we could do a whole episode about beer, but man... European beer. So much better. Plug us. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, but, um, uh, but anyway... Um, Back to the seventies, yeah, they a lot of like the spaghetti westerns, you know, they 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 weren't working out, and the studios were trying to like figure out how to adapt to changing graphics. Because I mean, like almost eighty percent of like moviegoers were under thirty, mm-hmm. and the almost, teenager and more, really really started becoming like and then more a big half, market. Yeah, and more than half of them went to college, so they're like, this mm-hmm. is kind of stupid. Well, plus you know you think about the time at the time, the Vietnam War was I think ended in nineteen seventy two. So. 70, it was 70, 72, that sounds Yeah, right. that's when, well, that's when they started pulling tro- troops out. I Not think 74 is when they actually ended it, I think. Well, that's when Saigon fell. Yeah, but 
Vietnam War, a lot of people were just like so out of it and just did not care about a lot of things. And well, and then also we were kind of like you know kicking ourselves for losing, losing. Yeah, and then I mean, a lot of the films in the seventies were anti-war films in some way. I know Martin Scorsese was a big anti-war person. Oh yeah, yeah, he was definitely. Yeah, it's just the 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 culture at the time was very indicative of the the film landscape at the time yeah you know people like in the 60s and 50s it was a big happy time america was growing the economy was working everyone was happy so he made films like uh i'm trying to think i was going to say west side story but just films that were musicals you know and mass produced and they were happy and people loved the westerns because the cowboys and all that But then you get into the Vietnam War and things are more bleak. You know, films in the seventies became more darker in tone and telling. Wasn't there a movie? I can't remember. If it was in late sixties or early seventies with who's that guy? Frank Sinatra, the man with the the something arm, silver arm, but he played a, a heroin addict, and like that was a big deal at the time. About. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. Oh my god, I know that movie. Yeah, I saw it for sale on VHS. I think I actually may have bought it. I think it's called the man with the the silver arm or something with the iron arm. But, uh, man with man with the golden arm. Yep, that's it. Yep, nineteen fifty five. No, that didn't come out in fifty five, did it? Man with the golden arm, fifty five. Oh well, I'm wrong. Anyway, anyhow. Well, I guess I could just nullify my whole. My well, whole there thing. was the Manchurian Candidate in sixty two. Yeah. But I'm trying to think because, like, you get films like what was I just saying before that whole thing. Uh, you were saying that bleak outlook in the, because of Vietnam in the, the late 60s to yeah. the early 70s. Yeah, you had films that weren't all happy and mass-produced, you know? I mean, yeah, like in 65, he came out with a movie called None But the Brave, which was, you know, about, you know, World War Two. but still. Well, that's, that's another trying, thing. They're trying to do war movies, trying to be like, remember this? Well, no, the thing was at the time, too, I think film war movies are being produced to try to encourage people to want to support Vietnam. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, remember, we're big, awesome America. Yeah, because, like, do you remember when we beat the Japanese? the same kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. now we're just fighting the Vietnamese. But, yeah, it's just there was, a, there was more bleak outlooks in films in the 70s. Hmm. You know, like, Alien came out in 79, and that was just all about, you know, being alone and just and fighting for your life. Yeah. So. Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it was that was good. Those are good movies, damn. But yeah, it was just very bad. And then of course, when you get to there, they started making their own. And then the studio started seeing that they were making more money mm-hmm. because so then, it wasn't just oh we're gonna make another western or another gangster movie. Which so that kind of like supports James Gunn's uh, thing where, you know. He said that to paraphrase, you know, we're just the new gangsters and cowboys. Yeah. Which, to me, also, when I read that, I was like, well, then again, you're saying that you're not gonna make more money; you're gonna lose money eventually. Yeah. But anyway, I'm nitpicking. But anyway, um, so in the '70s, that's when they started taking the control. And then they started coming out these great movies. Mm-hmm. Like Jaws became is the standard for a summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, what, that technically I guess is a horror movie, but I would I would count it as horror. Yeah, I mean you're fighting for. Well, then yeah, we come back to Spielberg. You know, we he made Close Encounters of the Third Kind about a guy who's obsessing over UFOs and you know people are getting kidnapped by aliens and. Well, mm-hmm. it also was I think it was personal for him too, just because he was. I want to say it, it made him feel a certain way. It was some kind of representation about his life or something. 
Because it's one of the few movies that Spielberg actually wrote himself. Mm. I mean, then he also had like some... He also had Vietnam War movies, obviously, like Apocalypse Now. And then I think... Mm-hmm. What is that other one? Had Nero, Deer Hunter. The deer oh, hunter. man, the Deer Hunter. That, that, oh, my God. But that. a war veteran from Vietnam that comes back and has major PTSD. Oh, my God. That is a, that is a great, mm-hmm. great movie. Yeah, I mean, films were really starting to focus on the human condition, you know, and... I mean, just that. like that that one scene where they're doing the roulette thing. Oh, God. That, that, yeah. that, that all the time, every time gets me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So they were just more interesting stories, I feel, because, you know, up until that point, it was mainly just man and woman are in love and, you know. Yeah, then, then, they man... started, then they started out strong because they've been in Vietnam for a few years. They started out with Patton. That came out in 1970. Yep. So they were trying to, like, encourage you to go to war. You know, he's the, I think, Who's the guy? George Scott? Who played him? Yeah, who played Patton? Uh, I think... George was... C. Scott or... George... Yep, George, uh, I think it was George... Yep, George C. Scott. Yeah, he actually refused the Oscar for Patton. Did he really? I believe he did. Like, he didn't even show up. wonder why. It was... I don't remember why either, but... Another thing I wanted to say, too, was with the changing culture and all that, the 70s, there were a lot of films back then, or just even, like, TV shows that were pushing boundaries in terms of race, you know? Because mm. if you look at, like, Star Trek in the late 60s, mm. had the first interracial kiss on television between Uhura and Kirk, I think it was, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. And then there yeah. was, I think, well, didn't, uh, look, who, look Who's Coming to Sidney Poitier, didn't he have that movie come out in the 70s? Look, oh, uh, Look Who's Coming to Dinner? Yeah. That was 68. Oh, 68, okay. Well, yeah. Close. About close a enough. black man who is dating a white woman and tries to convince his, or convince her parents that, you know, this isn't wrong. Yeah. Back in the time, racism and the civil rights movement had just started or just ended. Yeah. So, and then you get films that like Kramer versus Kramer that deal with deal with divorce and the fact that Americans were getting divorced, which had not happened at that point up until you know. Because I mean, you were trying to get people distracted with westerns and musicals. They like said westerns, musicals, and war movies were the big thing. You know, Bridge on the River Quad came out in fifty something. Fifty. Four? And I think Ben Hur might have been well. Spartacus. Ben Hur was the, Ben Hur was the fifties. Spartacus was the, I think the sixties. Yeah, but then also you know Stanley Kubrick. He did nineteen sixty nine or two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yes, came out in nineteen sixty eight. So I mean, you know, there are some films that kind of predate the seventies, but still. But they have that kind of that 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 artist touch that's mm-hmm. like a not the not because the studio so, I guess because what they, they said that we're good enough you know we're good enough we can make this and we can make it work mm-hmm. I mean can you really think of very what's the word I was going to say what was I just talking about uh, we were just talking about um, Stanley Kubrick and how some movies that predated the 70s had that artist touch to it can you really think about any big epic movies that were made in the seventies, like you know Spartacus or anything like that, can you can you name like the last one? Well, the two Godfathers. But those weren't epic movies, man. Those well, were well, those were gangster movies. Um. Uh, uh, Alien. I consider that that be big and epic. Nope. Nope. That was personal. Well, not personal, but it was smaller, very small science fiction. Uh, let me see. I know we're being kind of clumsy with what we're saying, but I think we still... The uh, point... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, that was a movie of mental illness, man. Uh, I know a lot of people conf- uh, comparing Joker to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, I know, and I, I, I don't see that connection. I see more of Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Close Encounters of Third Kind. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. New Hope. Would you consider Clockwork Orange big? 
Maverick. When did that come out? 71? 71, yes. Yeah, that was Kubrick, right? Yep. Oh, man, that was... Mm. Oh, uh, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. Fucking love well, Dirty yeah. Harry. What? Uh, cop movies came out, right? Yeah. At oh. that time. Animal House came out in 78. Oh, yeah, we totally forgot to talk about comedies, man. Comedies that were really pushing the limits in the 70s. God, Animal House, that was that was a real good movie. Uh, My Monty favorite... Python. Holy Grail. Monty Python, Holy Grail, and and Life of Brian, which we need to, we need to discuss this in the future. But you know what else? Life of Brian is superior to Holy Grail. No, you know what's better than all of them? Hmm. Blazing Saddles. Yes, <laughs> I was literally just gonna say <laughs> my Saddles. favorite. That might be my favorite comedy of all time. Oh Blazing my Saddles. god, the, that one scene where he's like he's like, oh boys, yeah. He brings out his his, his friend who's black. Oh god. and the hey, where the white women at? The Klansman's just wearing a have a nice day thing on his. Oh god. <laughs> That movie is so f- funny. Man. Oh, it's just yeah. it, it, it was, gets me. Uh, Mash came out then too. I don't know if you remember Mash. I never saw Mash. It was really good. Rocky yeah. Horror came out in seventy five. Oh yeah, Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show. Yeah, but no, Blazing Saddles, man. It, that is like the funniest movie ever, and it has to do with race, and it has to do. It has to like it's a movie where they say the n word a lot, you know, and that, like in a big studio movie. Man, I mean, oh well, it wasn't really a big studio movie. I, 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 I would consider it, but you know what was also really good? Huh. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> never saw that actually. You never saw Smokey and the Bandit? No, East, eastbound and down. Garden no. up band trucking. No. Um, and then, man, Young Frankenstein also came out. Oh yeah, it did. Came out the same year as Blazing Saddles. Came out the same year. Oh my god, it did. And then was, what else? We saw, oh God, man, comedy was just really great back then, man. No, better than what it is. Well, it's not as good as some comedy is good now, but like you know, I I it... want to do an episode about when the last like actual great comedy was, but we'll do that at the same time at another time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess our whole point that we've been trying to make is that just, man, the seventies were was a great decade for film. You had films that were being more personal, kind of down to earth, that really. That really displayed what humanity and I guess just what America was really feeling at the time. You know, I mean, yeah. we're not. We're, I think we're mostly talking about American films because you know this. Because I mean, yeah. Because I mean, that's kind of where we are. We're not talking about the European because you know we're not centered in Europe as much. So yeah, it makes more sense for us to kind of stick to the Americas. But like Europe also had some good movies coming out then. Like what? Oh God! I didn't they have Pink? Was Pink Panther theirs? Wasn't it French? Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure that was that was a French movie. That came out in the... Well, I guess there was a bunch of them in the 70s. I mean, yeah. And I mean, there was... Um, Barry Lyndon. Yeah. I, Dirt, I mean, wasn't that, Dirty that, Rotten Scoundrels? I think so. Yeah. Um, there was... Uh, let me see. No, I hadn't seen that It's one. a mad, 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 mad world or whatever it was. Possibly there was um oh yeah and and we want to say too James Bond kind of got a little bit well I, I guess that was more of a studio type of thing because you know I guess MGM had rights to James Bond back then Sony does now but I think it was MGM who did but, back in you know, the day the Brosnan ones they were very comical oh god Brosnan was hilarious as shit wait not Brosnan Roger Moore that's just, that's who I was thinking of I don't think I, Roger Moore yeah Live and Let Die Man with the Golden Gun oh. Spy okay. Who Loved Me. Those were very much studio movies. Wasn't Russia with Love studio. That was Connery. That was Connery. Yeah, but that was in like the early 60s. Yeah, so that was still definitely studio so. as hell. 
Is there anything else you really want to talk about, or? Um, let me see. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, nowadays, I mean, a lot of movies like they're releasing now, they're. I don't know how to describe them. Like studio movies. Yeah, they really are. Because I mean, like uh, uh, Brandon was just telling me he went and saw Black and Blue. Oh, okay. How was that? He said it, he liked it. He said the story was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me either. Because it's like... I don't know how to even describe it. It just didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just watching the trailer. Because yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, side note. Why isn't Doctor Sleep coming out in October? I have no idea. It's a sequel to The Shining. I know. So that's I why... I, like, Well, then again, they also released Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark in August. That's because August is where movies go to die. No, that's January. Yeah, you're right. January. But August movie. is like... Well, the big movies come out in May and June, and then July has some pretty, pretty big ones, Ju- too. But July, July has maybe one or two blockbusters. August is like... One we or have, two. We have a summer movie. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, then again, last year, I said the same thing when they released Don't Breathe. Oh, uh, yeah. It, that, that was a good horror was movie. A good movie. That, I don't understand why they released these in August. It's like, okay, if you know it's a horror movie, why don't you release it maybe mid-September? Yep. Well, and then I saw, what was it, Lights Out, too? You just saw Lights Out? I hated that movie. I didn't hate it, but it just, I, I didn't me, love it. it. To me, it was like, okay, so, spoiler alert. So, they're flashing the lights of that girl, mm-hmm. and she just vaporizes. Mm-hmm. But her spirit is alive and can kill people because the mom is mentally ill and she manifests her when she stops taking her meds it's weird man it it didn't make a lick of sense to me because i watched it when we were in jamaica so i watched it when it was in theaters and i was just like okay so how is it killing her husband who is like a few miles from the house when it she has to manifest it so that doesn't make any sense like but it was apparently it was really good People watched it and it got a really high rating. Yeah, I give it like a. I give it a four. Four or five. I out give of ten. it a four. Yeah. yeah, I hate that movie. All right, but so, I mean, yeah, was there anything else you really. I mean, the 70s, man, I would really encourage whoever's listening to check, check out, out some, some movies. My God. From the you 70s, know? you know? I mean, we've already yeah. listed a bunch of them, but. Yeah. And also, oh, here's what I want to say, too. Yo. Editing techniques were really different back then. Like so, before that, there was a lot of long shots, like in the in the musicals, you know, mm. where it was very you like wide shots where you wanted to see all the dancers and all that. But with you know films in the seventies, like off the top of my head, Godfather, you had like really close ups and and more just interesting cinematography. The edits were quicker, more action scenes. Same thing, Sin Deer Hunter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scorsese, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, you know those ones. Two of the greatest movies ever yeah. made. The editing was, you know, different, and it was it was interesting, you know, because I took an editing class too. It's just I don't know how to describe it to somebody who doesn't like understand editing, and I don't mm-hmm. mean to be like. No, I mean I didn't take the class. Well, I, I don't mean to sound what's the word talking down to people who might be listening. Yeah, but it's just don't the mean... editing is how a movie you can really make or break a movie in editing, like Star Wars. Because apparently, I, I have yet to see the documentary, but apparently there's a documentary out that's talking about how Star Wars was saved in the edit because it was just not working. But, you know, filmmakers I mean, did They're different... not wrong because if you like cut a scene wrong or if you add something that's too long, well, it doesn't make sense to the story. Mm-hmm. But, so I mean, I guess that's all we really have to say about, you know, the, the 70s. I really think it was a great year for, for or a great decade for mm-hmm. films. If you want to 
Google out some movies. Maybe you've seen them, you just don't realize it. I would. Okay, so real quick, if if somebody came up to you and said, "What is the?" I have never seen a, a single movie from the seventies. I feel like I know what your answer is going to be, but what would you say is like the one movie from the seventies that everyone has to see? Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. I thought you were going to say Godfather. Oh no, Godfather is a great, great movie. But here's mm-hmm. the thing: it is very long. And for a lot of people, they will not keep interest because there's not a lot of action. It's mostly talking, nuance. It's mm-hmm. There's some hardcore violence. Mm-hmm. It's a very good movie. The Godfather movies, both of them, one and two. But the problem is not a lot of people want to deal with that Shakespearean drama bullshit. They want to just get to the violence. They want to get to the action. Mm-hmm. But when you get to uh, Apocalypse Now, there is violence. There is for some reason very dark humor like like the like sergeant Kilgore. Kilbo- mm-hmm. man i love the smell of napalm in the morning he turns around they're napalming mm-hmm. a uh forest right behind him and then he's shirtless with the, you know, the u.s military cavalry hat mm-hmm. and he sees a vietnam mother and he kisses a baby and then hands it back to her that stuff's funny mm-hmm. i don't know why but i laugh every time i see that happen well, but, I guess... but you know the and, and then also the violence like I said, the guys mentioned one episode, the ride of the Valkyries as he's annihilating a village. Mm-hmm. And then there's one where the task force that's sent to go kill um, uh, Marlon Brando's character, they're on a riverboat, and then above them a helicopter flying with a message on repeat saying, surfer boy, I want my surfboard back. And they're in the <laughs> middle of enemy territory, and this man, this insane man, is blasting a message on a helicopter demanding that he get his surfboard back from one of the guys. And it's just like... <laughs> you have to see that movie. I, I need but, to, but but you know, there's others like Jaws, Taxi Driver. You have. I to was see gonna say Exorcist. I'm torn between. I think if they were gonna pick a film that really encompasses the '70s as a whole, just with personal films that really kind of just changed how American movies were made at the time. Man, I I want to say Star Wars, but I gotta go Taxi Driver just because that is one of the most intense character studies. It's a character study. It's really a reflection of the culture at the time because. I mean, it he takes went, place in seventies, and he, or where, where is, it was in New York, like New York, a, yeah. like decaying New York City. Yeah, and he, the guy, uh, is there's a there's a mayoral candidate or something, right? Mm-hmm. Right, like uh, Albert Brooks's character is running for, or he's trying to help somebody run for office. I think he is. I th- I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, and a lot of people just didn't care, and, and he felt really neglected, you know, and, and very alone. You talking to me? Exactly. Yeah. And it just. Man, it. But like the scene, I forget what I think it was the end of the movie where he's like covered in blood and he's like pointing well, yeah. a gun. And to he his goes head. to save a prostitute who is underage, and yeah. it's like, yeah, so it's you like, wouldn't have seen that back in the day. Yeah, because I he was trying to, I think he was trying to be like almost like Batman. Well, it was like, almost kind of like a vigilante movie too. Yeah, so he he was kind of like like a more violent Batman, but like he didn't hide his face. He just came mm-hmm. out there like he'll be covered in blood, like pointing like a fake gun to his head with his fingers. Exactly. And it was it's just a really good movie. Like I got the steel book for it when I found it. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Nice. It's so good. I think that's why I think it's Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie actually too. Like I believe it. I, I think he mentioned it on a podcast somewhere. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to us. It, it was. Uh, Sorry, we're both really tired. I, I was yawning a little bit in between. And I was getting ready for work. So because I have to go to work here in about half and a half hour. But thank you all for listening so much to dudes who like movies. You know, like I said, we're not doing this for for money or anything. We're, Unless you want to pay us. Exactly. No. <laughs>
kidding. But, you know, we do this for fun. We love talking about movies, you know, not, and it's not just like cookie cutter, review every day, review every week, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and people who do that, that's fine. You know, that's, that's there's nothing that's wrong with that. That's your prerogative, yeah. Yeah, but we, we like to, you know, have discussions that we feel are, you know, when, and I, I don't mean to call them out. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing. Mm. But when Screen Junkies first started coming out with movie fights, I'm like, oh, you yeah, can have really interesting discussions with that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking at the time, you know, would Avatar, I, I think it'd be a really interesting question for them to a- talk about, would Avatar 2 make as much money as Avatar 1? And this is like four or five years ago when it started. And they just did like whatever was, you know, the movie of the week. It was like, if, you know, what's what's coming out this weekend? It's like... This weekend? Um... Actually, that's a good question. I don't even well, okay, so Zombieland came out last week, yeah, right? Zombieland or came and, out. And, and Maleficent. So they would do things like, oh, what's the best zombie movie? What's the best movie that Woody Harrelson's ever been Here, in? Here's what it says is coming out in order, according to... Flickster. Just like the big ones. Uh, the big ones, Terminator Dark... No, that's next, next week. Terminator Dark Fates next week. Okay, so Fates let's just go with that. We'll, we'll go with that. Terminator. Yeah. Right? They would, they would do things like, ter- oh, what's the best... Arnold Schwarzenegger performance, you know, what's what's the least, or what's the worst Terminator movie? And that's fine, you know, but yeah. I, I think there's more things to be said as opposed to just, like, the movie of the week, what's going on, you know. And the three big movies coming out this week are The Lighthouse, Black and Blue, and Countdown, is what it says. I heard Lighthouse is interesting, I don't know if I want to see it. But... I actually might see that, because it does sound pretty good, but Countdown, I have zero interest yeah, I don't what know if what it's an about. App told you when you're gonna. Die. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. that that. Movie. Yeah. Anyway, so. God, it sounds so bad. Thank you all for listening to us. I I just you know we do this to talk about movies and just have interesting discussions. Hopefully, you guys can have a little bit of fun listening to us. You know, if you're driving on a commute or something. Yeah. I know I love listening to podcasts when I'm commuting. So. Or if you just want to, you know, drown out the mundaneness in your life exactly at any rate thank you guys for listening so much i've been dan i've been alec you know be sure to give us a like on facebook at dudes who like movies same thing with instagram dudes who like movies we really appreciate the support man if you come across the page and you know you see a post man let us know what you think about us you know yeah, we seriously. love we would rip love us reviews a, rip us apart just, you know I'm, I'm really afraid so <laughs> be vitriolic i do not use as much bad language as you want be politically incorrect do it <laughs> Well, the thing is, I so I, I paid oh. some money to Facebook to to we sold boost out. some posts. We, we sold out. I, I wanted to get the word out, you know. We sold out, everybody. Shut the f- <laughs> up and listen to me. <laughs> so we. Oh man. Oh my god. Anyway, I, I boosted a post and then we got a bunch of likes. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like Facebook were just basically paying for likes. You know, that's one of my worries, and I, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> you think we got like bots? Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> we just paid fifteen dollars to get. I, I clicked on a couple of people's names, and they look like real people. So I hope that they, you know, they listen to this. And you know, I get it. You don't have all the time in the world to listen to podcasts, but you know, yeah. I just I hope that's not what Facebook's doing because you know I want <laughs> we don't we don't want to be those guys <laughs> no. in controversy. Not at all. I'm not going to spend any more. We money. get to like a hundred thousand likes. It's like, well, guess what? Sixty thousand were like bots. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to get the word out about it, so that's why I did it. But You're not bad people. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, if you're listening and you, and you uh, enjoy this, let us know. If you listen and you hate it, let us know. Yeah, seriously. Rip us. I want to cry on the next one, so I open it up. I'll be in tears after reading your comments. Exactly. But thank you all for listening so much. I have been Dan. I have been Alec. And I hope you all have a great day. I'm going to go take a f- nap. All right.